Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with PAX Tifa Snow. And Tifa, uh, my summer has been pretty busy and, and yours as well, because I know you're back on the road. But uh, apparently researchers seem even busier than you and I put together, because in the past couple of weeks, I've read over a dozen different dementia, Alzheimer's studies by various scientists, including boosting neuron formations, decrease your risk of cognitive decline, musical tests could detect mental deterioration, link between gum disease and Alzheimer's, and so on, and so on, and so on. And um, hopefully in the coming weeks or months, we can get around to some of those studies because they are kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. But when I sat back and thought about it, there was absolutely nothing there that was telling me how to fish or cut bait. So when you go online, you've just been given the diagnosis, you get hit with this sort of stuff. Nothing practical. No, yeah. Interesting, well, I mean, the message is there, brush your teeth, um, you know, use activities. I mean, you get these messages, but there's really not a, huh, so you're living with some brain changes, tell me about how it's going for you. Is it going great? Okay. Or man, that was a real hard hit. And I think what we're not good at is recognizing people who are starting to live with brain changes have already been living with brain changes. So maybe we should check in and see how they're feeling about their life, given that we've discovered that they have brain changes, but we're curious. I mean, I try to stay real curious. Are they aware they're having brain changes or do they have anosognosia? They think everything is floating along great. In which case, then I also want to take a look at who's around them that's offering care and support. How's that person doing? Because I think the missing chunks for me are pretty basic, which is trying to figure out how's the person who has the condition inside themselves doing and how are their support structures doing their people and if you don't have any ooh, okay then well we have a whole different thing we gotta do a game plan on um and tell me how you're spending your time and what you're doing with yourself because until we know more about where people are you know it is challenging to come up with well what could be some options to keep yourself where you are. If you don't like where you are, how could we get you out of where you are? Or if you want to know how to stay away from dementia, here's a heads up. It's a little late, but are there some things that you can do that, yeah, they reduce your risk of getting dementia, but even if you have it, they reduce the symptoms that interfere with you living your life the way you like to. Why is it that we tend to approach this more from a clinical than mm -hmm. a practical approach? Well, I think it stems from fear um, and lack of understanding of what it actually means to start to have symptoms and recognize you have symptoms and want to do something but not really feel listened to. There's such stigma attached to this condition. It's sort of like avoidance. People talk about denial and avoidance. And I think what we do is we avoid thinking about the possibility that it could be us. 
It could be somebody we care a lot about. It could be somebody I just meet on the street. It could be, and we get judgmental really quick about, well, I don't think she has that. I mean, it's like, well, why do you think that? Tell me why you think that. But, you know, we don't want to ask. And so we don't want to know what do you do if you do get it? Because it means we are admitting the possibility that it could be us. And so just ignoring it until it smacks you so hard that you can't do anything but do something is more the norm versus people who are really curious. And those people, frankly, get naysayed by a lot of providers for like, on average, two to five years of trying to say, I think something's going on. Oh, you're just stressed. Oh, you're just this. Oh, we need to work on your diet. Oh, you need this. But not really being curious about so tell me why you're thinking that or feeling that that's the case. Okay. So how's that going for you? You think your brain is changing. Okay. I can't give you a diagnosis, but it sounds like you think it's something that might be permanent and progressive. So if that's the case, has anybody else checked that out to make sure it's not something that's resolvable? Cause we don't want to ignore that possibility. Um, so it, what else could it be, Greg? I mean, I'm wondering, how's your hearing? How's your, you know, how's your vision? When was the last time you got those checked? Um, how's your social network? I mean, things that we could do, we're so scared to consider the possibility. We never even try, frankly. Well, I, I think there's two sides to this because there is the person who may or may not be aware that they're experiencing Absolutely. the changes. And then there is the family's sort of reaction to it. And then, yeah. as you say, there's the whole general world and our perception yeah. of. Yeah. So if I don't know I'm getting it, it's not because I don't want, I mean, this whole idea that I'm doing this on purpose. And when I go to the doctors, I look great, but that's not true. And it's like, well, you know, all that can really be understood by understanding a brain and what it's going to do when it feels threatened. So, and that there's damage in the part of the brain that gives me that insight. I, are you noticing the lack of insight in other areas? Well, that could be indicative of what's wrong, which I mentioned this thing of not being able to be accurately self-aware. So I'm asking people to take over and do things for me that you're like, well, mom, you can still do that. Or Tifa, why can't you do it? Well, it's just too complicated. I can't do it anymore. And giving things up that I have done or thinking I'm fine. I don't need anybody to do that. And yet you look and you're like, this is a mess. Um, and so I think, it can be a combination of, I can know I'm in trouble, but I don't want people jumping into my pool. And it's important to sort that out. Is it that I do have awareness, but I'm scared somebody's going to come in and take everything away and take away control? Or is it that I really have absolutely no awareness of how bad this has gotten? So let's just complicate things completely here now, Tifa. We <laughs> finally have our person A mom, dad, somebody, and we get them to the doctor for the diagnosis and they go in and they disappear and come out with the doctor and the doctor says, oh, just fine. I talked to her and she was just as sharp as ever. How did that happen? Well, come on, doctor, that's really interesting. So she seemed really just fine. That's really great in one way because it means her brain recognized you as an authority figure and recognized you as somebody who had power and control and figured out that if it performed really well for you, 
you would be able to certify everything as being okay. And that's real interesting because what I'm experiencing when we're not here in this office is a little different. So this makes it sort of almost invisible for a medical professional. Or even out in public. I mean, there are many people who will talk about, well, when she's out with so-and-so, she seems fine. And it's like, yep, she does. Because she uses all that stuff, all that, and we call it covers, social skills. It's, it's the thing we've learned to do when we're in public that we don't bother doing when we're, you know, in a situation where we feel safe. Um, but when I'm out in public, I want to do well. When I'm with the doctor, I want to have, I mean, how many of us like to go and hear that our blood pressure is under control and our weight sounds better? And we hesitate to go when we've gained five pounds. You know, it's like, oh, my cholesterol's up. Oh, I hate going when my cholesterol's up because they're going to fuss at me. You know, so, you know, when do you floss your teeth? Well, when you're going to go see the dentist <laughs> or the hygienist. So, we all want to look good, don't we? So given all of this, where can I go for just some basic information? I, I think that over the years, you probably have one or two videos. You might have a book. You might have a, a podcast. You might have, you know, where do I start on, on Tipa Snow's knowledge? Yeah, so the simplest thing to do if you want, if you like to go look at stuff that's already there, we have a short little YouTube clip that's called Normal Not Normal. Is what you're looking at pretty normal or is this not normal? And then we have some webinars similar to that. We have people who are willing to chat with you. Go online and just chat. Or we have consults, uh, free, half-hour consult for free. We also have uh, written resources and blog posts, and we have articles. So we're very familiar with this. Uh, I don't know what it is for sure early symptoms, signals, we try to address it in a variety of ways, whether the person has awareness, doesn't have awareness. Um, but one of the things we know is if you don't start a conversation, it doesn't tend to go anywhere. Tipa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast. Dementia can leave you feeling devastated and unable to see past the diagnosis. Tifa Snow's positive approach to care offers practical, supportive education so you can move towards acceptance, open your mind to opportunity, and grow to live with positive positivity. For more information, go to tifasnow.com.